City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. It's a problem that plagues the emergency services on a daily basis. Ambulance, what's the address of the emergency? An ambulance on standby for about quarter, about quarter to twelve, please. Hey, what do you mean? Maybe I might need it. Someone trying to book an ambulance there by dialing 999. But it's not just hoax calls that are putting pressure on paramedics. It's people thinking they can call an ambulance to get through to A&E quicker. One woman even called from inside the hospital waiting room to complain that she'd been asked to sit and wait. Our reporter Francesca Flynn's been out and about with the North West Ambulance Service to see what they're having to deal with and also what they're doing about it. Almost straight away we were called out to a job. We jumped into the rapid response car, blue lights and sirens on, dashing in between vehicles to get to the patients. We called out to an elderly lady and she called because her legs were playing up. She wanted a bandage and we were there for an hour and 20 minutes. This was, I've been told, a perfect example of resources being pulled out by something that could have been dealt with by a GP or a nurse. This lady was what they call a frequent caller. And Marie Wilde is a senior paramedic with Northwest Ambulance Service. A recent call would be a gentleman I attended to who had cut his thumb on a kitchen knife, who could have put a bandage on and taken himself to hospital just for it to be closed. Another patient had a cough and could have seeked advice from a, a pharmacy. Cough. A cough, yeah. And, and I guess, like, it must be difficult not to get frustrated when you get things like this coming your way when you know there could be life-threatening situations it can be difficult but patients genuinely feel that they need an ambulance so i think educating patients in terms of explaining there's other resources out there in terms of pharmacy 111 service which is the alternative to 999 walking centers as well is is still um, a resource that patients can can utilize and jumping the queue is another thing uh, that people <laughs> seem to think that 999 does for them have you sort of experienced that when people think that they can just get seen first just by calling 999 i have the issue is patients that do ring ambulances some do need to go to hospital ultimately though when we do attend hospital and um, some patients will still be after triage be directed to the waiting room and put in line with the rest of the patients in the waiting room so not all patients can jump the queue unfortunately now blue light workers are handing out leaflets with advice on when to call 999 and reminding people it isn't just a taxi service city talk uk Now it's time for parents to swat up on their times tables. The government's bringing in new tests for eight and nine-year-olds, so chances are they're going to need your help for homework and things like that. They want children to be able to rhyme off up to 12 times 12. Our reporter Rosanna Austin joins me in the studio now. So first things first, Rosanna, what's 12 times 12? Uh, ooh, um, 144. Very good. What's eight times eight? Uh, 64. That's correct. A bit slow, but don't worry. <laughs> you're not the only one struggling today. We've been putting plenty of people on the spot. More on that in a second. But first, tell me a bit about this new shake-up and what it's all about. Well, after a primary school assessment last year, the Department for Education's now said it wants to look at maths. So they want all kids to be leaving primary school able to know the times tables off by heart before they go on to secondary school. So this test will last a maximum of five minutes and it will let teachers monitor their progress. The Education Secretary was in the North East today, so I went along to ask him more about it. You've announced the um, eight and nine-year-olds are going to be tested in the spring. Can you just explain why you're bringing in this test, what you think it'll achieve? Well, it's a check. It's not a test. It's a way of making 
making sure that, you know, as a country, we're carrying on with the great progress that we've made. And actually with phonics and stuff, we've, we have made huge progress. And you see that now in the international comparisons of readers in England compared to readers in other countries. We've improved you know, greatly and we have some of the best readers in the world now. And this is just making sure that we are continuing to make good progress on the basics of maths, which actually opens up so much more in the curriculum, not just in maths, but in sciences and, 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 and so much else. Not everyone's happy about it, though. The National Association of Head Teachers says it's hugely disappointing. They say kids already do enough tests at school and it's not going to tell teachers or parents anything they don't already know about their children. I suppose it is a good way, though, like we were saying, of uh, swatting up on your times tables for adults as well. Maybe that's something that you need to go and work on, Rosanna. Yes, I think I, I think I need a bit of revision before, uh, before I'm tested again. <laughs> well, as I said before, Rosanna's not the only one who's been put on the spot today. We sent out reporters in Birmingham and Leeds to see if it's time for a bit of revision. Nine times two. Uh, 28, no, 18. Seven times six. Hard one. 42. Nine times five. 35. 45. Four times nine. 20. Oh, nine. Five nines are 45. Is that right? Nine, 54. Seven nines, 63. Eight nines are 81. No, two rather. 72. <laughs> Are you surprised that a lot of people don't know the times tables? Oh, in this day and age, yes. Anti-abortion campaigners have begun a 40-day protest next to Nottingham's Queen's Medical Centre. That's despite calls from the hospital to stay away due to the distress it says was caused to patients and staff last year. Some councils across the country have even banned demonstrations as a result. Our Nottingham reporter Laura Shiliano is there for us. 40 Days for Life staged a similar event last year which is said to have caused distress to patients and staff. A statement was issued by the trust that runs the hospital last week to say the group wouldn't be welcome and today they were forced to pitch up outside hospital grounds. They've based themselves in a car park nearby. Peter Trent from Pro Choice Nottingham is pleased. This is what we've been fighting for and this is what we've achieved. The reason they're not there is because they're about 500 yards up the road off-hospital grounds, well out of sight and sound of the treatment centre. The protest is described by the group as more of a prayer vigil. Campaigner Louise Aldridge says they're not there to cause harm. The main idea is that we're here to pray, as it says on my banner, pray to end abortion. We don't actually approach any women. It's expected to last until the end of next month. Testing on animals and making vet care more affordable. They're just some of the things that the Labour Party's promising as it announces plans to boost animal welfare in the UK. They also want motorists to have to report accidents where an animal's been injured. We sent our Westminster reporter, Georgie Padromo, along to the launch. Well, it's here at the RSPCA's Harmsworth Memorial Animal Hospital where Labour have launched their new animal welfare plan. It's made up of 50 pledges, including a ban on exporting animals for slaughter, strengthening the ban on fox hunting and making vet care more affordable. Shadow Environment Secretary Sue Haymans told me that this needs to happen. It's terrible to see the way some animals are treated. I've seen one poor dog that was thrown out of a van on the M25. It's shocking that anybody could do that. I'm really, really personally interested in animal welfare as well as human welfare. You know, we have to look after society as a whole and animals are part of our society. So it's really important that we legislate to make sure that animals aren't abused and are looked after properly. 
Well, David Bowles from the RSPCA agrees, saying it would be great news for animals. So I think this is probably the most exciting time I've ever known, and I've been in the industry now for nearly 30 years. Animal welfare is firmly on the agenda. The government have said animal welfare and environment is one of the three key things that they want to engage again with voters. But it's not all about Labour's plans. The Tories have since pointed out their efforts of introducing CCTV and slaughterhouses and increasing sentences for animal abusers. MP Steve Doubles said today that Labour are just playing catch-up. I asked Sue Heyman if this could be a cross-party initiative going forwards. I would hope that the Conservative government would support much of what we're putting forward because animal welfare shouldn't be party political. It should be what's best for animals and best for people. Well, with Labour not doing as well as they'd like in the polls, it's no wonder that they're announcing policies so popular with the public. But whether we'll see them actually happen from either party, we'll have to wait and see. City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. And it's Valentine's Day, just in case anyone needs reminding. It is the day of the year for romance. Some people propose, others just take the plunge and get married. Dozens of couples have actually run away to Gretna Green today, as they say, to tie the knot. Our reporter Astrid Quinn is there for us. I'm here at the world-famous Blacksmith Workshop to watch some lucky couples tie the knot. With nearly 26 couples here today, the tradition is carrying on. We're about to head off and watch wedding number 18 of the day, Dave and Sue. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Congratulations, you've been kissed the We want to on some special day, so we chose, you know, today to, to have the wedding. Oh, I nearly cried. She looks lovely. And how are you feeling now? What, you, you're going off to party? <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm really shaking, really nervous. Uh, it was amazing. Love it. Sandy Jameson's been a minister here for almost 20 years. I think there's still the, the mystique, the, the romanticism of Gretna Green where people, you know, run, run away and, uh, you know, come here, the, the place of love. Something very special. I mean, it's a special day already in itself, but, you know, just to make it that little bit more different, we've got 26 couples here across Gretna Green. So there's such a difference of who, you know, where they come from, backgrounds, etc. But everybody's here for one reason. Kat here's just been a witness to the wedding. Kat, that was just a bit of a surprise for you because you don't actually know the couple, do you? Yeah, so we just um, decided to come up to Gretna Green. We've been staying in Carlisle for um, the last week and we were walking around the museum. We'd actually just popped into um, the museum to find some friends this man followed us and chased us across the grounds and was like oh would you like to be a witness for a wedding so we're like why not of course we will just happened upon being able to witness an amazing wedding today on valentine's day of all days as well which is fantastic well i'm off to go enjoy some champagne and strawberries with some very happy couples Congratulations to those celebrating and uh, commiserations to those about to receive a bunch of flowers from the local garage. That's your latest, your bang up to date. This is City Talk UK.